Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy, and I am a dating and love coach at LastFirstDate.com. Welcome to Last First Date Radio. We are one of the top-rated shows about attracting and sustaining healthy relationships in midlife. And today, I am really excited to be speaking with author Robert Manny about the new roles for men and how men and women can navigate the changing dating and relationship landscape so everybody wins. That's a pretty cool idea. Um, So we're going to be diving into that in just a few minutes. And um, as a dating coach for women over 40, I I love helping women um, really unlock the keys to finding lasting love. And what I find over and over again is that one of the things that women are often missing, and I would say this is not a gender thing, this is really men and women, we really have trouble setting boundaries. And so right now we're in the middle of a boundaries course that I'm teaching with my co-host, Teresa Byrne, who also writes for the Good Men Project, like I think Robert does too. Um, I think we might have met through that. Um, and um, I'm not sure, but we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, I think you are a Good Men Project writer. And um, anyway, that's where I met Teresa Byrne. She is a boundaries expert through her background in martial arts, and I'm a boundaries expert through my background as a dating coach and a communications expert. And if you got those two things down, communication and boundaries, you're going to be in a much better position to have healthier relationships across the board, not just romantic, but any relationships. So although the class is two weeks underway, uh, you can still join. So if you are interested, just email me at Sandy. S-A-N-D-Y at lastfirstdate.com and I'll make sure that you get in and you can catch up on all the information from Module 1 and Module 2. You will learn how to be a boundary ninja and master all of your relationships. Okay, so now it's time for the woman of value tip. I bring you one every single week and this week's tip is don't be a people pleaser. Well, this is actually part of what we teach in our boundaries course, but when you are a people pleaser, you're actually not showing up authentically. You are giving up your value to please somebody else, and it doesn't usually work out very well. So if you are over 40, you're usually really kind of tired of pleasing others and not pleasing yourself. So I really suggest that you do the work to stop pleasing others and really focus on pleasing you the most important person in the world. So uh, one last thing is uh, join my Facebook group. Um, We are growing every day. We are over 1,500 members now, and it is a private group for women over 40. And a lot of people come through listening to this podcast. So if you are listening and you are a woman over 40 and you are single or in a relationship, come and get positive support from me and from fellow women who are going through the same struggles that you are. It's positive, it's supportive, it's uh, it's a wonderful place to be able to share the ups and downs of dating. And it is called Your Last First Date. That's Your Last First Date. Don't forget the your. 
And uh, I just know that a lot of Facebook groups that are growing are closing now. They're just suddenly closing members out, and I am nowhere near that point. Um, it does get harder to manage when, when the groups get big, but I really, really want to serve all of these you lovely women out there who who are having trouble navigating through the online dating world or the dating world in general. Oh, and one more thing before I introduce our guests. I am having a live event in two weeks, less than two weeks, in New York City where I'm going to help you with online dating. So if you join my group or if you want to know more, you will find out about it. It's called Find Love Online After 40, and it's a live workshop in Manhattan. So I don't usually do live events. This is a really special thing. The price is right, and I'm only taking 18 women. There are only 10 spots left. So if you're interested, email me, sandy at lastfirstdate.com. Okay, we're going to introduce Robert now. He is the author of The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. That is not easy to say. It is a novel praised as the men's successor to Sex and the City. And I am in the middle of reading it. It's a really good book. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, Robert's website is robertmanny.com, and it features his syndicated blog on life, love, and the pursuit of happiness, videos, and news. He's a featured blog talk radio host of Guy's Guy Radio, which is a weekly call-in podcast, and he has over 200 shows like me. He features interviews with a variety of guests. Robert's also a regular contributor to Huffington Post and Cupid's Pulse, Your Tango Thought Catalog, and Gal Time. Robert can be found on FaceTime, Twitter, YouTube, and Goodreads. So I'm going to check in with Robert in a minute and find out if he's written for the Good Men Project, because if he hasn't, he should be. Um, And so now join me for episode number 263, How to Successfully Navigate the Changing Dating and Relationship Landscape. Welcome to the show, Robert. Oh, thanks so much, Sandy. It's a pleasure to be your guest on the show. I'm very excited to be here. Well, thank you. So, so yes on the Good Men Project or no? <laughs> uh, not yet. Um, I know we okay. sound kind of alike, and I, I think they do great work. I've been just kind of, you know, building my own brand, and at the appropriate time, I'm going to reach out to them. I don't want to, you know, frankly, I don't want to just fall under their umbrella because I'm doing my own thing, but I, I like mm-hmm. what they're doing, and I want to, I'll, I'll try to find a way for us to, to work together that uh, benefits everybody, because I know that they have reach. They have a great reach, and they have a great message. But uh, I've been doing my own thing, and I want to get to a point where uh, I feel comfortable uh, dealing with them. But I, I, I agree with you. I think uh, my, my work would be a good fit for them. Yeah, so if you ever need a, an intro, just reach out to me. Yeah, okay, been, we'll talk. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, sure. Always happy to collaborate and help people yep. in my industry. I'm, um, I'm focused so on what, communication, what? boundaries, and martial arts. That's my focus right now. <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> that's the only thing that's important in life. <laughs> so the, the dating and relationships have changed over the years, and I certainly know that uh, the people who come to me after a, a marriage ends and they've been in a relationship for 20, 30 years and – they have no idea how to deal with dating today. It is frustrating. Um, not only is it frustrating, but men and women have really changed. So I would like to hear from you. What happened to men? What happened to men? Well, you know, that's a great question. It's a perfect place for us to begin because women have been on a very straight path towards uh, achievement, uh, 
and long-term achievement, but now long overdue recognition. And uh, men, on the other hand, uh, it's never been a better time to be for a man to be whoever they want to be, but yet it's never been a time where it's less clear who men are. You take the millennial generation, you've got guys, they're little, they're, they don't know what they're supposed to be. They're caught between the MMA and manscaping. And you've got the uh, Gen Xers and the baby boomers, and they, they look at their value and they define themselves in the old ways through their wallet or their job title. And as they age, they, they begin to want to expand their horizons as to who they are and what's important. But usually they only make small steps to improve their current situation. So the Guys Guys brand is all about trying to empower and help men be the best they could be in a world where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins because it should be a win-win situation. There's no reason why men and women can't coexist uh, in a very peaceful way with great communication. And the issue right now is, number one, guys don't really know who they are, and women are on a very straight path of ascension and achievement and long overdue recognition, and I think they both have to be open-minded to each other, who they are, who they want to be, and what their needs are in terms of being understood. Hmm. That's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I have to say that I, I do hear this and I see this myself, um, and I want to, want to go a little deeper on this because I, I even hear it on dates with men, that men are very frustrated with how independent women show up on dates. So I actually was asked this recently by a man. He said, you're independent, you're smart, you're successful. Do you really want a relationship? And I said, well, why you ask? And he said, well, my, my experience has been that they, these women who are on this, like, upward, you know, trajectory like you're, like you're describing here, are really not so interested in being partnered. They want to maintain their independence. They want to maintain their own home, uh, their own money. So they're kind of very uh, guarded. Um, yeah, so, so what's your experience with how men see women in the dating world, and, you know, especially independent, successful women? Well, I would respectfully disagree with uh, the opinion of the gentleman you spoke to because to me it's the guy's responsibility to uh, get the woman to kind of open up and let their guard down and I think it's a great thing if a woman's independent and she has her own money and she has a career and she has her own life that's terrific every guy should welcome that that does not mean that women want to be alone women want simply I think want men to be men and in a good way, not to be the old-school macho chauvinist. I think they want men to be emotionally intelligent, open-minded, uh, available, uh, and just present. And that's a good thing. So I think women want men to be the best they can be. And if men uh, tend to feel that, you know, the woman seems so independent, she's not going to need me, well, what if she wants you? It's not really an issue of need. Uh, women needing men. It's an issue of women wanting to spend their time and maybe even their life with a man or another person. So I think it's a, it's a good news. It's like put on your big boy shoes and uh, step up because women are, you know, they are our equals, and it's, that's good news. Uh, I, I love what you just said. <laughs> um, I actually said that to this guy too. I said that, I said also that 
you know, people get guarded because of past pain. That doesn't mean they sure. really don't want the relationship. I said, you know, and when you take charge, because they may be taking charge because that's what they're used to, that, that people have not stepped up, so they stepped in. So what I tell women is to lean back and to ask for what they want and to let a man be a man and to respect and honor and, you know, honor him for providing, for protecting. You know, I, I put it in profiles. I like a man who makes me feel safe and protected even though I'm strong and can take care of myself. So it's it's really important for us both to be able to step into our uh, our masculinity or our femininity, um, even and and not lose the rest of who we are. I think that's the biggest fear: is I'm going to lose my independence or I'm going to lose my masculinity if I, you know, if I totally step into a different role. Um, you know, if I give in to her, if I, whatever. Um, I think we we have to get more um, comfortable leading with the old-fashioned, but not letting go of what we've achieved and accomplished. What do you think about that? Uh, women or men or both? I think both. I think both yeah. of us have to sort of step back into what makes us who we are at our mm-hmm. core and lead with that um, but don't forget everything else that we've done and accomplished who, that's made us who we are. So, so like with women, for example, and I'd love to hear how you would guide a man in the same way, I would tell a woman to lead with femininity, lead with her warmth, lead with her nurturing, lead with the softer side, the emotional side. But don't don't forget to bring along how interesting and feisty and, and smart you are, but don't lead with that. Don't lead with proving yeah. all of your accomplishments. I, I agree completely. I mean, you don't want people. You, you, I think the most important thing is for people to be authentic, be be themselves. Uh, but a man should be ultimately is a man, so it should be masculine in a, in the positive sense. So he should be protective. He should be a gentleman. He should, uh, the the you know, be polite. He, he should you know ask what a woman's interested in. He should find out about more about her, and let her be feminine, and let her then. You know, come out of uh, who you know the discussion as to who she wants to be on her own terms. I think one uh, I don't want to call it a mistake, but sometimes what happens is the women are so successful in business and they 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 sometimes feel that they need to be on all the time. And uh, mm-hmm. so when they get into the initial stages of a relationship, let's say a guy the guys don't know what to do. Let's say the guy he listens and he just hears that oh she likes sushi. I have this idea of taking her to the sushi place. So he asks her out and he suggests this place and she's been there five times already and she knows a better place and she immediately changes the venue on him. So the guy's immediately, you know, thrown off by that. And and then she might just roll right into being a multitasking or the taskmaster that she may have to be at work. And then immediately you're putting uh, the guy becomes in a uh, subservient role. He's going to back off a little bit, get more guarded. The woman's going to start to take over, and then she's going to say, "Why can't he be more like a, a guy and be confident and like, you know, why doesn't he, you know, pick the place and all that?" Well, maybe he tried, and even if he didn't pick the best possible place or read your mind on that. You know, you have to give the guy a little bit of a break. If he's if he's finding out what your interests are, he, he creates a plan for a date in terms of thinking this might be something that you'd be interested in. You know what? Try to find a way to go along with it for at least the first date and enjoy it, and then you know you can move on from there. But you have to give, I think, 
the woman has to give the guy a chance to be a guy. And uh, I think that's only fair. And I think the man has to be in a position where he has to be present, he has to do his homework, and he has to take a lead. I always tell guys, you know, first date, ask her, find out what she likes to do, find a place to go, ask her out, and then pay the bill. First date. Uh Very simple. And uh, from there... All bets are off. But now it's like everybody's pressured into should we have sex on the first date? Who pays? Do we split the bill? All, all this like overthink. Just like I agree yep. with you. Like we should start out, let guys be guys, let women be women. After that, the relationship and people are going to kind of become who they really are. The, you know, the guard will drop down and they'll get to know each other. But initially, you know, you might have to play a role a little bit. You can still be authentic, but you gotta, it's, love is a game in a way. So you have to have a little bit of fun with it. And, uh, you know, for guys, be a guy. Take the lead. And uh, for a woman, let the guy take the lead and see how he does. And then you take it from there. Yeah, that'd be great if everybody followed those rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, uh, I, I will tell you that in the uh, over 50 and over 60 age range, um, in in my experience and the experience of the women that I coach, it's there's a lot of passivity on the part of men and yep. um, and and um, to women. I mean, women are just as confused, and I think instead of going with their heart, they start overthinking, like you say. And there's there was a whole discussion in my Facebook group this week about who pays for the first date, and it's like. There's, there's a, there are two camps, you know, and the women are like, I make money, I'm going to put my money down, or if I don't like him, I'll pay for the date. But I, you know, I say this all the time, but I don't believe that paying for a date is an invitation that, you know, gives somebody permission to have sex with you. Exactly. It's, um, it's not an exchange. It's not like right. you give exactly. me money and <laughs> I give you sex. That's called prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, you know, it's somebody invited you out. You have no obligation, you know, other than to try and enjoy the hour or hour and a half and decide if you want to go out again. That's it. It's not that complicated. Totally agree. I mean, you know, initial initial dates, I always recommend to people to, you know, keep it short. If they, you know, you have to get adept. If you're over 40 and you're dating, you really need to get your arms around how to how to manage uh, technology in terms of dating because uh, it's just where the action is at. Everybody's really busy. And if you, if you manage it properly, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, and it can really enhance your dating life and your ability to really make it your first, last date. Uh, last first date, rather, sorry. Um, <laughs> if, yeah. if you manage it the right way, you can certainly do that. And uh, I think, uh, you know, for the initial date, I, I suggest people just get together, have a beverage, whether it's coffee, whether it's a glass of wine, whatever, uh, meet the guy should you know pick up the check on that it's not going to be a lot if you're having fun have a second beverage uh, if you're having the best time ever you know maybe you go someplace else and order an appetizer or whatever and that's it and then you can go back your separate ways and then figure out what you want to do um, keep it simple when you first go to an official date then you want to for the guy you want to do some research you want to find out okay we talked about this and this and this and she said she likes Korean food well I know some places in Koreatown that are really good Come up with a concept, contact her. I suggest give her a call. Imagine that. And uh, people <laughs> still use the phone and uh, ask her out. Uh, it's nice to hear the other person's voice. There's a good energetic exchange there always. And then take her out, offer to pick her up, meet her at the restaurant, whatever's best for her, pay for the meal, 
offer a drink afterwards or whatever, and then uh, just follow your instincts and see what happens. And if it's time to go home, offer to get her a cab, say good night, thank you, and hopefully she'll text you on the way home saying she had a great time, and hopefully you guys can do it again. And then from there, it's all you're all in play, and it's all good. Yeah, sounds simple, so doesn't it, Sandy? <laughs> right, it does. It does sound, sound so, so easy and simple, and they and it's n- almost never as simple as that. Um, and and here's the other part is so so yeah, if somebody actually puts the effort in, and so he what I what I see is very very little effort is made. Um, and, and I, I think that when you're putting in very little effort and you're accepting very little effort because it works both ways, <laughs> right. um, you end up with what you, you know, what you put in. And so what I always suggest is that people really, um, like women who tend to be overgivers, overdoers, people pleasers, um, they will be cooking a 10-course meal on the second date for the men, mm-hmm. you know, just too soon um, to be giving without him even showing that he's going to add value to your life, and 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 it works the other way around, which is why start with the small drinks. Those you know don't invest a ton of money in your dates, um, and and get to know them like people used to uh, to decide if you want a second date. I mean, the purpose of the first date is to know if you make a connection, you had fun. They you know you you feel that you have some connection enough to go on another date. That's pretty much all you need to know at that point. And if you have a good time, the worst thing that can happen is you made a new friend. And it's not, you know, there's no sparkles, whatever. You can, who knows, mm-hmm. you might make a new friend. There's nothing wrong with that. I became friends with women I met online when I was single who were friends for years. And mm-hmm. uh, they introduced me to other women because I was a gentleman. And uh, and I did my best to introduce them if it was uh, the right, you know, the right mix or whatever. And uh it's, it's, it, we're people. You know what? Some right. are men. Half the people are men. Half are women. Why can't we just, you know, be friends and, you know, take it from there? So, you know, it, it, sometimes you go on a first date and it's just, you know, you, you do the thing online. You meet somebody online. I suggest keep it short. Maybe move to a phone call after one or one email or two emails. And then you hear the voice. There's another energetic exchange. And then you got to go face-to-face. And uh, at that point, you know, you're tracking along, but you never know what's going to happen with that first day. You could meet somebody and it's like, oh, you know, I always say discount what you expect to see in person by 15 percent. And uh, <laughs> this way, you know, you may be pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. And I've got to tell you, on more than one occasion, I've been very pleasantly surprised. So if you keep mm-hmm. your expectations uh, in, in, you know, in, in check, you could really be in for some good times and uh, just have fun with it, you know, have fun with each other. Yeah, expect you said two really important things. So one is the expectations. If people walk in thinking this has to be the one or, oh, my God, you know, I fell in love with that profile and it's going to be an amazing date and then it's not, then you're devastated constantly and you will burn out and hate hate dating um, and want to be single. Um, If you go in with your expectations in check and also open your expectations to what it could be. So, you know, what you just said about making a friend. uh, And there could be a business connection. There could be so many things. Like I I just connected with someone who who was in a similar industry. And 
I just checked out his website. It was pretty cool. He's connected with some of the top thought leaders in my field. And I went, no, I don't really know anything about this guy, but it could be a great connection. Mm -hmm. Um, So who knows? You know, it might be a love connection. It might be a work connection. It might be no connection. But um, it's worth, like, you know, finding out. So so do, and, and like you said, that people can introduce you to other people. One of my favorite stories is of a woman who met uh, another woman on a hiking meetup, and that woman invited her over for Thanksgiving, and she sat next to the man who became her husband. So she didn't meet that man at the, at the meetup. She met mm-hmm. him at the woman's house. And so that's like, you know, it's like networking. We don't yep. always meet the person who's our prospect. We meet people who know people who know people. So be open. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your brand and your your book. Um, and uh, just I, I, what I love about the book, a guy, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, which is really hard to say, I have to tell you, Robert. I'm like <laughs> just choking over it. Um, <laughs> I understand why you use those words, but it is, it's really hard to say. Um, what I love is that you, you have the premises that it's this player who's, uh, whose name is Roger, and, and his friend is writing about him um, in this column called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love and mm-hmm. exposing this player to women of the world who fall for men like that. Um, so what prompted you to write this book, and what, do you, what were you hoping to accomplish by writing it? Well, I was inspired by what I perceived as a uh, growing c- communication chasm between men and women, that we really starting to go our separate ways, and it's getting more tribal out there. And I said, I, I really, I, men, women need to know what men are really all about, and men need to show themselves as to who they really are. And I think, you know, there's a perception that women want, the, and it's part of the book, which is Max Halliday, who's the main character, basically says, I don't want to write this column called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. I don't, I don't want to write it because women don't want to know the truth about men. They want to know the truth that they want to know about men, the truth, what they determine to be the truth about men. But I, and finally, he's convinced through some nefarious activities of his best friend, who's a player, Roger, that, you know, I'm going to expose this type of guy and show women how men can be the good, the bad, and the ugly, and they'll get the real deal. And ultimately, the, the news, when you, by the time you get to the end of the book, the news isn't that bad. And uh, this way, what I'm doing is, through fiction and the power of story, I am talking to women about this is how guys are. And you know what? With uh, warts and all, it's, it's not so bad. And uh, I, th- I think it's something that needed to be said. I want to do it in a fun way, in a fast way, in kind of a frothy type of story. And I want to show what happens when uh, people do bad things and uh, the comeuppances that come with that and also show that redemption is possible. That, uh, and you'll see as you get further into the book that the tables get completely turned over uh, and uh, the roles change completely between the guys. And I did that because I wanted to be able to communicate to women, this is how guys are. Mhm. Yeah. Well, it's it's an interesting twist because I think people are quick to write people off, and I see this all the time. You know, mm-hmm. that person did this, and so they must be that. You know. Right. Um, you know, I ha- I have it happen all the time. People will write me off because I didn't get back to them soon enough. You know, it's like, oh, obviously you didn't like my profile, so you're going to delete me, right? 
I'm like, well, I was busy. <laughs> I mean, just, um, you know, so it's that we make so many assumptions about people based on what we see and what our past experiences have been. Yep. Um, so it, that's cool that you took the player and the other guy and you flipped it on its head, which makes me want yep. to finish the book. Um, <laughs> You'll see. There's a big change coming. Yeah. And what I did with that, so the book, I started, um, I had an idea, and I had a partner, actually a woman who was helping me, and we said, let's do, we'll do radio. And I got a lot of press when the book came out. I was featured in the New York Post, and I got really good press, and the book was well-received because it's called like a Sex in the City for Men, but, you know, the men, it's, it's about two guys competing for love, sex, power, and money. It's not like Sex in the City where there's four women and they talk about their, you know, this is their lives in the city and they sit around and they have cosmos and they talk to each other about it. Guys don't roll that way. They're more lone wolves and men behave differently. So when it's called the, sex in the, the men's Sex in the City, it's a very different city, if you will, that men mm-hmm. exist in. A very different world and environment and I wanted to also show women that. This is what it's like to be a guy. And um, from there, um, we decided we'd do some radio, and uh, we did call-ins and stuff. I interviewed a lot of relationship experts, and then some people started sending me some folks who'd done some uh, wellness work and also some healers and some channelers and some empaths and some mediums and some entertainers people and sports people and decided, you know what, I'm just going to open this up, and if I can do something, better men, better world, and I can do it through this guy's guy's filter – uh, it's really about um, showing men what can be and making them more aware of the possibilities of being the best they can be. So Guys Guys Radio and the rest of my brand that I'm building is really a platform similar to the Good Men Project about showing uh, the best that men can be and what's op- what the opportunities are for them to kind of raise their consciousness, uh, you know, elevate their frequency and awareness and be you know, to be the best they can possibly be and be valued by women. Mm. Yeah, and it's not one single thing. So I think that's great um, because, I mean, I, I too will deal with all kinds of wellness um, issues because we are whole human beings. Our relationships are not isolated to one part of our lives. They're, they're part of yep. mm-hmm. a bigger, bigger picture. Um, so that sounds wonderful, and I look forward to being on your show. Okay. Well, um, great. And part of why I did this, and it is, this is an example of, as you were talking about, Sandy, in terms of dating, being open-minded. And with my brand, uh, and I'm, my background is marketing and advertising and uh, for years, and I know you have to you know, really have the steering, a good grip on the steering wheel of your brand. However, I'm doing something new. And I wanted to open it up to not just be about relationships because there's a lot of great relationship experts like yourself who are much more focused and finely tuned about relationships only. And I thought, listen, I wrote the book I wanted to write. I know how to communicate through the power of story, but I can do it in nonfiction also. And I think there's a lot more, there's a bigger need to help guys and there's also uh, an interest there. Uh, There's a need for new voices. And uh, so I thought, you know what, let me open up, let me expand the club, if you will. And so the guys, guys brand, it's not just about relationships. It's about the being the best men can be. And uh, it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And I've made some fan. I've learned, I've gotten a free education on the air. I've had a lot of empaths and wellness experts and healers and read their books and incorporated their practices into my day to day. And I've run into some uh, experiences in my personal life where I had to actually use what I've learned from some of my guests. So the whole thing keeps paying off and blossoming and blossoming. 
And now, um, you know, I do work on social media, you know, Facebook and Twitter and all of that. And uh, I have an agent. He's pitching some nonfiction books now. I'm working on the sequel, which is called Roger Fox. But I'm also uh, pitching uh, a couple of guys, guys, nonfiction books to uh, uh, some of them specific and some of them are more general. But the next one I'm pitching is going to be more about, you know, helping men be the best they can be. Hmm. I think that's great. And actually, the last guy I dated said, you know, can you help me? And I mm-hmm. said, yep. um, well, not if I'm dating you, for sure. But um, but I, I do think there are there are men. I mean, I've offered to help men, and I have helped a few. But men are not as quick to go for help in the same way that women are. Absolutely. And I think we, we all... We're all a work in progress, and the more you can admit that and be open to growing and learning and and integrating like you have, which is a beautiful thing, um, it's it'll be a much better world. So, well, um, thanks. Thank and, uh, yeah. Hey, listen, the fact that this gentleman uh, asked you for help, that's big. That's big. It I is. know for a dating situation, you don't want a guy to come and say, you know, help me. But um, the fact yeah. that he's aware <laughs> enough, he's self-aware to know that he needs you know, some help. And I think a lot of men, as they start to age, they realize that, you know, maybe what my priorities, I know I have to, you know, bring home the bacon and everything. But however, there's got to be more to it than this. And uh, and a lot of guys, they don't change their habits at all, their lifestyle. They just keep doing the same thing they do until it's too late. And then they start yeah. to get autoimmune diseases and they get sick. And then it's too late to kind of change. And uh, I was very lucky uh, that I had a physical experience uh, three years ago. I was out running, and I had tremendous pain in my side, and then I went to the, I got checked out a couple of days later, and I found out I needed uh, two robotic surgeries in my kidneys. It was like something, oh, what? Mm. Are you kidding me? Ouch. And I went through the process back-to-back within five weeks, and I did a lot, of, uh, a lot of the work I had done on myself, a lot of spiritual work really helped me with that. My prognosis is, uh, you know, you're 100% good, I didn't stop there, though, because Western medicine really will tell you, uh, you know, what do you do when something happens, but they won't tell you what caused it. So I actually, through one of my uh-huh. guests, who's a quantum physicist, I actually went through a whole program of Ayurvedic medicine, uh, which really oh. helps you healing from the inside out, and it's uh, made a tremendous impact on my life, how I feel, and my lifestyle, and I've been shifting towards a plant-based diet. And these are all the things that men can do to really, you know, I've been blessed by some of the, what, what were bad things that happened to me turned out to be good things. And I think if people go into dating as well into every day during life and say, what, what's my lesson? What has my consciousness created here and what can I learn from it? Yes, easier said than done. Do I get pissed off? Sure. I just had an argument with a Verizon representative on the phone today about the service. But you know what? We, if you just stay open and if you just keep learning and you just look at, like, what am I learning from this situation? What can I do? How can I raise my consciousness? You can impact the world. If you can raise your frequency and raise your consciousness, you can impact so many other people because we, as a group, men, women together, we create our experience. I Hail Mary. Um, this is this is what I mean. You're, you're proactive. You take charge of your life. You take responsibility. You seek for the truth and the answers that are not always obvious, and that makes you a successful human being. 
um, who is influencing many other people, which is, I mean, to me, this is the way to live. I totally, wholeheartedly agree with you, and I'm glad you're healthy. And I I love that you, you know, looked for the deeper understanding. Um, I've done the same in medical situations. I totally can relate. Um, Western medicine has its limitations, but so do most things. Most people mm-hmm. put band-aids yep. on things, and, and it's important to look deeper. Um, well, we're going to end because we could go on forever. <laughs> I can feel like we're, we're having a whole other I, discussion Forgive me if now. I, I didn't um, want to go off on a tangent there, but I thought it's like, you know, it's important. When we talk about relationships, it really begins with who we are and being authentic and being open, as you said, and open to learning, mm-hmm. open to knowing people, and being open to love. Yes. Absolutely. And when you're a better human, you're a better lover, and yep. you, you have better relationships. Um, well, thank you so much, Robert, for coming on the show. And tell, tell people how they can find you, buy your book, uh, whatever, whatever you'd like to let people know about you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sandy. I think you have a terrific show, and you're doing great work. Uh, so I'm honored to be thank here. You. Okay. The book, thank once you. again, is The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. Probably the easiest place to find it now is you go on Amazon. They always have it on sale or some other venues. You can read the reviews there. My podcast, weekly podcast, is Guy's Guy's Radio. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Blog Talk Radio. And Sandy's going to be a guest soon. I have my fingers crossed. And also you can (laughs) find me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, and I have a syndicated column, Robert Manny. M-A-N-N-I dot com. I do a weekly, uh, pretty extensive uh, uh, blog every week, and then I have a lot of other features on the website. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on the show and for all the great work you're doing. And um, thank, thank you, everybody, for listening today. And I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great one. <laughs>